You're listening to The Global Game for Paramount+. Plus. The A-League is where stars are made. Every round, every game. Live only on Paramount+. Plus. It's time for Football Asia with Paul Williams. Yeah, Paul Williams is with us. Daniel Garp here filling in for Simon Hill on The Global Game this week alongside Alex Bross. But let's talk... Let's talk all things Asian football with our expert in Paul Williams. Paul, great to have you on as per usual, mate. I want to ask you first about Saudi Arabia. I mean, they're one of the big talking points in world football right now, aren't they? Both domestically mm. and internationally. And Yaya Toure's joined the other uh, coaching staff under his former boss at Manchester City and Roberto Mancini. Where are they placed as we look ahead to the Asian Cup? Because it feels like we know Japan and South Korea are always a a threat. Iran's obviously a big team and uh, we know our Socceroos are going to be right up there. Where does Saudi Arabia sit? Are they the team we should potentially fear the most? Well, they're probably not as sitting as well as what many would expect, uh, given what they produced at the World Cup almost exactly 12 months ago. I was lucky enough to be there that day that they defeated Argentina. Um, and it feels like that was the, the high watermark for for Saudi Arabia, because since then I went back and had a look at the the stats today. They've only won one of their last eleven matches since that, um, which was a a, a win against Yemen uh, at the Gulf Cup earlier uh, this year. They've drawn one and lost nine of their others um, over that period. So their form line is actually really poor, and that some of the performances in those um, results haven't been particularly good either. So there is a lot of work for Roberto Mancini and now Yaya Toure, his his new assistant, as you said, to do before the Asian Cup because notionally they should go into that tournament as one of the favourites alongside, as you said, Japan, Australia, Korea, who have, of course, got their own issues, Iran as well, given the the talent that they have. Uh, they should go into that tournament expecting to, to challenge for silverware, but the form line suggests they've gone the complete opposite direction to the likes of Australia and Japan since the World Cup. So um, if I was a fan in Saudi Arabia, I'd be probably slightly a little bit worried right about now. Paul, a lot of Champions League action um, happening tonight and over the next couple of days, the AFC Cup as well. Melbourne City are hosting Buriram United on Wednesday night uh, after having beaten them 2-0 in the reverse fixture uh, back in Thailand. Uh, you expecting a smooth sailing for them? As smooth as it can be, I guess. Um, nothing is ever easy in, in Asia, as we've seen over the last couple of weeks. And Buriram do have some some weapons to, to trouble Melbourne City. But I think given the relative comfort that City was able to achieve that win in Thailand, you would expect then coming back home it to be even more comfortable. Again, they seem to have found a new lease of life based on that one result under Aurelio Vidmar. They've got a fantastic record in this competition. They're yet to taste defeat uh, in the Champions League across this campaign and, and the previous one as well. So you would expect at home that they would be able to get the job done, um, which would make it three wins and a draw out of four, which sets them up pretty well to to get out of this group, which is fantastic for them and fantastic for Australian football as well. We've seen our team struggle in this competition over the last couple of years, which has sort of decimated our coefficients. So we need our teams to be doing well to pick up those coefficient points. So uh, a good result for Melbourne victory is good for Australian football as well. 
Keen to get your thoughts on uh, the Mariners and MacArthur in the AFC Cup. It's a Kevin Musket uh, with Yokohama F. Marinos. So he's been linked to a couple of jobs uh, in the UK, both at Rangers and Millwall. Hasn't quite materialised. We feel as if he's not far off a move. But this Asian Champions League campaign might propel him to that next mm. level if it all goes well. Where are he and Yokohama placed right now with that in mind? Uh, they're, they're not placed too badly in the group. They've got a game against Kaya, which they really should win. They they won that reverse fixture 3-0. Perhaps I'm surprised it was only 3-0, given the, the talent discrepancy between uh, the two clubs. I expect, again, that Muskie will put out a largely second-string squad because I think the focus for them at the moment is very much on trying to retain that J-League title. They've narrowed the gap to Vissel Kobe at the top of the table. It's only two points with three games to play. I expect that is where all their focus will lie over the next couple of weeks to try and retain that silverware with, with half an eye on, on the Champions League and, and getting out of this group. Um, they're in a pretty good position to get out of this group. I'd expect they pick up a, another three points tonight. Um, but as I said, I, I expect full focus from from Yokohama over the next month is is on trying to uh, really invisible Corbe and, and win that J-League title again. And if Kev can get back-to-back J-League titles, I think he'd be pretty content then um, to take up a job in Europe. And two of uh, East Asia's uh, powerhouses, Pohang and Urawa, meet. Um, Pohang's so far taken three wins from, from a possible three. I mean, another positive result for them here against Urawa will see them, you'd think, qualified directly. But how do you see that one going? be really interesting because the reverse fixture a couple of weeks ago was a really interesting affair. Urawa at home, you'd probably normally have had fancied them, but Pohang come and, and really sprung a bit of a shock. They dominated that game, really. They were farther the better team. And, and since that loss, I was gone and lost the J-League Cup final. Again, a surprise result on the weekend to Avispa Fukuoka while Pohang have gone and lifted the uh, Korean FA Cup. They uh, defeated Jombuk on the weekend as well. So they've kind of gone really in, um, you know, diverging paths since that result. Um, and Arawa really need to get the uh, the win in this game if they're to keep their hopes alive of, of retaining their, their Champions League uh, trophy. Uh, Pohang look in fantastic form. They've been great in the K-League all season. That was a fantastic performance and a result that they got against Urawa. And now they return home and you'd probably fancy them in this one to uh, to do the double over Urawa and really put them in the box seat to get out of this group. And Urawa are going to have to do it without their captain, Ahuroki Sakai, who got injured in that cup final over the weekend. He's going to be out for the rest of the season, perhaps start of next season as well. So uh, life uh, is getting ever more challenging for uh, for Urawa Reds. Cristiano Ronaldo's Al Nasser have a 100% record as well. A few questions on this. We know about the the move of the superstars to the Saudi league in the off season. Where's a place for those who don't follow it closely in terms of a Ronaldo or any other big names potentially facing an Aussie side in the knockouts and then drawing a megastar of world football to Aussie shores firstly. And secondly, the crowds in the Saudi league, I've seen some interesting reports that they're not quite at the level that they would like, despite all the players coming into the league. Can you touch on those two things for us, Paul? Yeah. So, Firstly, the, the the teams in the the Champions League, as you said, Al Nasser, hundred percent record. They play Al Dahail again tonight. The reverse fixture a couple of weeks ago was an absolute cracker, four three with some fantastic crawl, uh, fantastic goals, big crowd, awesome atmosphere. There's a lot of excitement in Doha for the return fixture. They've moved it to the Khalifa Stadium that holds forty thousand people. I 
think it's pretty much sold out. But unfortunately for them, Ronaldo hasn't actually traveled to Doha. He's being rested <laughs> from this game, which I think has uh, disappointed a few people in Doha. So it'd be interesting to see whether everyone actually rocks up um, those that, that have a ticket. That'll be really interesting because Al Hale made the semifinals last year and I expected them to challenge. They're winless in three. If they lose this, they'll be out. Um, and it'd be pretty embarrassing for them to go out so meekly um, in, in this competition, given the talent that they've got, because don't forget, they've got Philip Coutinho as well. So um, that'll be really interesting tonight. And on the, the Saudi Pro League uh, and the crowds, it's it's the challenge that they've got because it's a, it's a, a competition that is almost essentially now built around the, the big four clubs. So how do you get fans in cities outside of Riyadh and Jeddah um, to support their local sides. Naturally, as we see in a lot of the part of the worlds, fans gravitate to the big teams and the big clubs. Um, and that's the case in Saudi Arabia as well, where, you know, the fans that even if they're not in Riyadh and Jeddah are gravitating towards supporting Hilal or Al Nasser. Um, so how do you get those to, to go out and support their local clubs? And it's it's a real challenge because they've there is a strong football culture within Saudi Arabia, but they've got to build it almost a different type of culture where you're getting fans in these smaller cities, so to speak, to actually get behind their clubs, even though you almost know that there's no chance of success given the way the competition has been built around the top four. It's, it's a really challenging um uh, it's it's a really challenging thing that they've got to face over the next couple of years because some of the crowds that they are playing in front of are, are minuscule by world standards. And then you see at the flip side, you'll see, you know, Al-Hilal play Al-Akli at the King Fahd Stadium in front of 60,000 people. It's, you know, chocolates or boiled lollies at the moment, it seems, and there's not really a lot in between. So it's, it's a challenge they've got to try and build over the next couple of years. Rome wasn't built in a day as they say. So we'll see what they can do over the next couple of years to build that culture. And just quickly, the AFC Cup, Central Coast and MacArthur, if you could just sum up their situations for us at the moment. Yeah, so uh, MacArthur made it tricky for themselves with that loss in, in Phnom Penh, but I'd expect they'd still be too good. But I think what it showed is that traveling and, and playing in Asia is is never easy. The, the the travel can be lengthy, it can be challenging, the condition, conditions are tough, maybe the pitches aren't the best. So while there is a, a natural talent gap between you know the A-League clubs and, and where they're going to play in Southeast Asia, it's a great leveller the travel if you don't quite get it right and MacArthur came unstuck last time at home I expect they'll be far too good but that's now the test that faces Central Coast we saw they come unstuck when they went to Malaysia to play Terengganu as well so they'll now go and face Bali United who I think will be buoyed a little bit by the fact they're able to score three goals in Gosford as well I'll be fascinated to see what type of crowd Bali get tonight they've got an awesome fan base one of the best in Indonesia don't always turn out for AFC Cup games um, but I think the time is is friendly for them tonight and against a big Australian side I hope they turn out and provide a pretty hostile atmosphere because it'd be great for Australian teams to be part of that if the Mariners can get a result in that they're pretty well placed to get out of this group and hopefully go deep in this competition too. Paul, thanks so much for uh, keeping us up to date on all things Asian football as you do expertly. Uh, appreciate it, mate. Thanks, Paul. Cheers, guys.
Paul Williams there. And uh, that wraps up the global game for this Tuesday night, Melbourne Cup Day around Australia. Uh, delighted to be with you, filling in for Simon Hill tonight, Broski. It's been uh, a lot of fun, mate. Comprehensive and a big day for Sydney FC. But uh, thanks for guiding me through it. All good, mate. It's been good fun. Hopefully uh, you'll be back soon. Oh, it'd be nice. Hopefully Simon Hill recovers. But uh, <laughs> if in need, I'm happy to... Uh, Pull on the boots and come on off the bench. Alex Molchanoff, thanks for your help. Uh, great work as a producer. And uh, to everyone for tuning in. Wherever you're listening on the SCN network uh, around the nation, this has been The Global Game with thanks to Paramount+. Plus.